0: All right, Wild fans, Mikko Koibu here. It's playoff season and we need you to get loud. Now, everyone say it with me. Let's play hockey. Come on, boys. On behalf of the NHL, I want to tell you how thrilled we are to return to the state of hockey. It's obvious we never should have left. Minnesota, welcome back to the NHL. In the state of hockey, we skate the frozen ponds. We live the game. Welcome from the state of Minnesota, the state of hockey.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's attendance is 18,815, our 27th consecutive sellout. Wild with win the faceoff here, here's Spurgeon going to work right circle, he scores, Spurgeon scores! Takes a look, here comes Dumba, Matt Dumba off the bench, in front, scores, and Dumba has won it for the Wild. Hit by
0: Spurgeon. What comes back the other way. Fiala's in for Minnesota. Fiala punts to the middle. Wait, score! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to this uh, special edition emergency podcast of the Wild Takes Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Dev. With me, as always, is my just bafflingly attractive co host, Zuch and we've got just two words for you game seven yeah let's fucking go Uh, the wild uh we're recording this on the morning after the wild have an electric game at xl energy center and kick the shit out of the vegas golden knights with a final score three nothing zooch how you doing buddy how are you feeling i know i know you you were up up late and working early too so Yeah. yeah i mean uh
1: I'm currently on my lunch break here at the, you know, the great place of cup foods, but you know, last night was just, it's a testament to what this team does. They, 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 they're never out of it. They battle back. And now they find themselves going to game seven in Vegas where they've won two times already. Um, this has been a weird series. The home teams haven't been able to, you know, get it going at home, but the wild got it done last night. Uh, my dad was actually at the game oh, really? My, my brother, my uncle, and I texted him after the second period. I'm like, wow, what a game to go to. And he's like, nah, it's like, kind of boring. There's no goals. I'm like, that's playoff hockey, dad. I'm like, come, come on, on, you can't be, you can't be, you can't be bored. And then uh, they scored twice. So I texted him again. I'm like, uh, boring. He's like, no, this <laughs> is great. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. I mean, let's go game seven, nothing better. I can't wait for Friday night.
0: There really is nothing better. And obviously it's not exactly the same situation, but in regards to the uh, the road team winning all the games, I mean that that's definitely happened in recent yep. wild history before, in 2014. So, knock on all the wood. Do any of the superstitious things that you can. Well, let's uh, let's get things started and just kind of recap everything, uh, nice and quick. First things first. Uh, before the game even started, Dean Evason hops on PA show and indicates that. Boldy watch might actually be in effect uh we later find out that that was only in effect because uh Marcus Fellino and Nick Benino were both game time decisions mm-hmm. and i mean that i mean right off the bat your the fan base is all excited gets gets very on edge uh to for lack of a better word and yeah. and then it and then nothing happens out of that so we we <laughs> um yeah. I mean, was there a point Zuch where you were thinking, okay, we might actually see Boldy play and would it have been worth it to be potentially missing either a Felino or a Bonino?
1: Uh To me, no, it's not worth people need to, he, he, he did great in the HL and I'm not saying he's not going to be a great player for the wild. This is an elimination game and you're going to take out Marcus Felino. I mean, not that he was going to be taken out for him, but, Potentially losing him for that game was going to be much bigger than Boldy making his debut. Because if we're being honest, it's the playoffs and I don't really see Boldy coming in and being that big of an impact. Maybe on the power play, we only got one and we scored. So right. I I, I, I want to see Boldy, but I want it to be the right time. I don't want to rush him into anything. Agreed. He, I mean, you, you, I remember they threw Greenway right into the mix and sure he scored in game three, but other than that, yeah, he didn't look too great in his first, you know, postseason appearances back in 2018. He wasn't the player that we see today. Right. Um, so, for me, I'd rather have Moose. I'd rather have Benino. The only player I could potentially see him slotting in for is Nick Bukestead, who scored a goal last night and played a fine game, in my opinion. So, I thought, yeah, at this I... point, yeah, Boldy is probably on Boldy watch for the foreseeable future unless someone gets hurt, which we do not want happening. This team is buzzing right
0: now. No, I agree completely. The momentum is all the way there. And yeah, you know, before the game you could have maybe talked me into uh swapping on Nick Bugsad, but even then, yep. you know, you're putting boldy in a bottom six role for right. a player with a with a top six game. You know, that yeah a top six
1: ceiling, a superstar ceiling. Super yeah, he's got
0: potential to be a total game breaker, but right. just watching him and watching his play, like you can't just bury him for eight minutes a game. That's just that's not right. how his game works. You're not um, gonna gain
1: on confidence that way either. You're exactly. gonna put him out there for eight minutes. He might might only have a couple of good shifts the whole game and then he's thinking, Oh god, am I good enough for this?
0: Right. And so Just we ought let,
1: let's refresh next season, throw him in there. Unless there's an injury, like we said, but we don't want that.
0: Right. I would much rather I would much rather have everybody uh that all of our guys be able to play. That's what I would rather right. have. And you know, we were all concerned that maybe Moose was gonna be hurt and then he's playing and he's playing well and then he decided uh he decided hey zach Whitecloud, why don't you just go straight through the glass so like that's when you know like okay cool moose is good great we're good to go that was fucking incredible
1: well nick folino his his, uh his big brother he saw the hit and he tweeted at the minnesota wild
0: i saw that yeah uh, it got
1: people got some buzz going like hey you gonna join us we need some center help uh love to have you here in minnesota (laughs)
0: Be the heaviest bottom six team ever.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I really am excited for where this team's gonna go. No, uh, I am too Lanceman, ten K ten K Lanceman. He, he said this morning he's like, Will you shed a tear if they lose game seven? And I said, You know what? No. This team overachieved all year and they just came back against the second highest odds for the for the Stanley Cup. Uh yep. in Vegas. And they they're in a hole three one. Everybody wrote him off. Literally everybody wrote the Minnesota wild off and they clawed, they scratched and they forced the game seven. So no, I, I don't think I'd be too upset with the game seven loss. It'll sting, but this team has got so much more to prove and so much more to show fans next year with the addition of Rossi, Boldy, Beckman, uh, Damon Hunt, there's Ryan O'Rourke, I believe his name is. Yeah. O'Rourke. yeah, yeah. I mean, come on guys. This is gonna be fun we the wild the the wild they're gonna be having some a fun team to watch for many years to
0: come. 100% agree and I mean you said it best we've been overachieving all year uh we we going into the season all of the experts all of the the analytics models all of the analysts everybody in the media everybody in the fan base was like hey you know we should compete for that fourth playoff spot in the west and you know maybe we'll be uh about as good as the Arizona Coyotes And that obviously did not happen. Uh, We finished very solidly in third and until two, with two games to go, we were mathematically in it for first. Um, This team is way ahead of schedule and they are buzzing. The chemistry is there. And the only thing that's missing is a couple of, a couple of key pieces that are on the way and will be here next year. So the, the window is open, but, by no means is this a team that we should expect to be a legit cup contender. So let's just be along for the ride and let's spoil some fucking fun, get some serious playoff experience for, uh, for the young guns and have a blast doing it because this is the most fun I've had watching a wild team possibly ever. Right. It's been terrific. 2014 and
1: 2017. And not the whole season for 2014. I'm talking that playoff run. That playoff run. They didn't. They didn't only. They didn't only. You know, they, they beat the they beat the abs right. They beat the right. abs. Obviously, game seven. Nino Niederreiter, our much loved uh, player on this podcast, but they went into game uh, game five and six against Chicago and put up a hell of a fight. They lost in OT and lost in two one. I mean that right. that, that could have went the other way, and they, that, that everyone after that year. Wow, here we go this team and they're here to stay and they had a little debbie downer fucking we don't need to talk about that good vibes
0: only good vibes only now
1: (laughs) but i mean yeah this when have we had this much fun watching a wild team i mean last night was amazing vegas did not have a lot of good chances last night and another point i want to make i don't i can't remember if i said this out loud on the podcast or who i said it to i said someone needs to lay a body on tuck this guy is skating way too free out here. He's skating way too free, and Dumba stepped up and lowered the boom on him. And uh, the rest of the game, Tuck did not look himself when he was skating. No. He was not high flying. He he was skating with his head on a swivel, like oh shit.
0: Yeah, and no, I think you like, said, I "Can't it. do
1: whatever I want."
0: I think you said it exactly right. He he realized that he had to keep his head on a swivel because prior to that, this entire series, he has been just. I have the puck or I'm about to have the puck. Let me just look directly at the net. And he was doing that from his own zone and Dumba just lays down the hammer, brings the thunder and just smacks him into next Tuesday. And I mean, that hit uh, Zach Parisi said it on the radio this morning with PA, you know, that hit got both teams buzzing. It got the X, but you know, it got the X buzzing for sure. And then it gets uh, it gets Martinez uh, to drop the gloves with Dumba which like which should
1: have been an instigator penalty it should have 100% been an instigator oh. but whatever
0: that's fine you know Dumba pro- I have to imagine I, I don't know if there's a way to track this but just going back the last three years Dumba has probably got to be leading the league in uh, fights started for like right. over a clean hit
1: well, right, and he he was standing on the bench after saying, "Who else wants it?" He said, yeah. "Who else wants it, dude?" I can't remember. Was it you who said this to me last night? When we were texting. I someone uh, brought up that might have been Matt Dumba's best game in a wild trip. It might have been his best game in a wild Jay of his whole career. He played lights out after a weak game five. I I love to see it out of the guy. I mean, yeah. we 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 wanted it, and he changed the your complexity of that game he laid out talking Vegas didn't do anything the rest of the game
0: they no. could
1: not get anything going
0: no we and were so we were so much more physical than them from that point on that fucking Matt Zuccarello got a roughing minor do you know how much I, of a bitch you have to be for all five six hundred and forty pounds yep. of Matt Zuccarello to be a roughing call on you
1: I I actually I dude he is I'm falling in love with Matt Zuccarello's game man he is dude. such a little shit, dude. He's he he knocks Marshall's stick out of his hands yesterday, and he's like, he just stood right in front of him. He's like, what? What are you gonna do? And yeah, said, I did that. And he's like, okay. And there was, I, I believe, it was game two or three where there was Zuckerkell is fighting to the side. They pulled him off that scrum, and then, then stays behind the out. other, <laughs> ref, and he tries to go to the other one. And the refs like, hey, get get out of here. He's like, go to the bench. He's like, oh, okay,
0: fine, fine. I, I adore the lizard King. Uh, mm-hmm. I have, I have made my feelings towards Paul Fenton, very, very public. Um, I hated the contract when we first signed, uh, Zuccarello. I actually yep. liked the player cause I, I watched him play in the Rangers uh, or with the Rangers a lot. And then I, I, you know, saw his season end, uh, prematurely twice. Um, and so I was like, okay, it's kind of a, kind of a bummer there, but I get it. He's a good player. Um, and you know what if he he's gonna have three more years of of this if we get three more years of this uh, yep. i'll take back that's the only real all of paul fenton's moves in hindsight are starting to look pretty good um so maybe yeah. you know maybe he wasn't i'll still never forgive him for nino we we've gotten into that a hundred uh, times on this podcast i mean the
1: fiala for grandland man that is looking to be a great trade
0: it yeah. really
1: is it mm-hmm. really is
0: Absolutely, Fiala,
1: man. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I called it, but he was not going to be denied anymore. That no. man, you could see it. He was flying again. And this uh, man,
0: you won't He's say that flying. you called it, but I fucking will. Your wild take, uh, your wild take on uh, the last, the last regular episode of the podcast was that Fiala was going to have two goals, one apple. And mm-hmm. he w- goes out and he pots one, pots one and uh, has an apple on another and he is the first star of the game. He played absolutely lights out the entire game. He was heavily involved in the four check. He was back checking. He laid a couple of hits. Um, Fiala was incredible last night. And I, I, it, it looks like he's, I don't know. His first year and a half here, I
1: don't I don't think he wanted to be in Minnesota. They, just the way he played, the way it looked, he wants to be here, man. He 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 bought into everything that they're doing. There was we got to think when they traded for him there's a lot of moving parts going on i mean we we're going through another gm change a coaching mm-hmm. change and not a lot of people want to be a part of that but no he, he, he hunkered down he said all right we're we're going to stick around here i have to but
0: yeah not to yeah, mention he, he, yeah he just looks like he wants to be here exactly and, and and not to mention too uh wild fans were not particularly nice to him when he first got here no, uh granny he, was a fan yep. favorite and we were obviously not as uh shitty on him as we were towards um rask Rask. but um we weren't great to him so i can totally understand why like coming in replacing a fan favorite player and everybody's saying like oh fenton got robbed by his uh you know his old his uh old partner and fenton doesn't know what he's doing and all that like i I remember seeing it. I was probably a part of it because I, I, I thought then, you know, you should at least get a prospect with, you know, trading a, a certified player, you know, a legit right. player. Um, but no, I mean, again, kudos, uh, kudos again to the Paul Fenton revisionist history crew. Um <laughs> Everything that looked like shit at the time is uh, starting to look pretty good. So we'll give uh, credit to him. Not to to mention, Billy G has his handprint all over this. Oh, 100%. That's not to say that this season would have happened with Paul Fenton still running the shit because I do not believe that for a second. Um, No. I, I believe that so much of this season has come from the culture that Billy G has been preaching about and instituting since he got here. And, you know, the, the team is not afraid to bench a Parisi and not afraid to put, make Fiala ride pine for 20 minutes because he's playing like shit in a game. Um, you know, the Dean and Billy G both are both just completely in the zone and dialed into knowing exactly what the culture is that they want, how to execute it. And it's paid off in spades. Um, you, you know Billy G. I, Billy G. gets all of the credit for building this roster. And as much as people will criticize Dean for just not messing with his lines, and you know keeping Victor Rask centering the Lizard King and Kaprizov, like you know, as much as we want to shit on it, they've got access to more stuff. They have made these decisions all year, and yep what's happening now is we're seeing them sticking to their guns because it worked. Even if it doesn't work in one specific game, it did work in 56 right. others. So um yeah, I got to give credit to everybody. Uh, every Uh There was a point in the series where we all kind of thought, you know, maybe Everson is getting out coached. Maybe he's going to be kind of a Bruce Boudreau type coach where he's really good in the regular season. But when it comes to, you know, the ins and outs and game management yep. matchup, matchup detection and Match uh, detection. all that, you know, we thought maybe, maybe the playoffs would be a little too much for him. And yeah, I think now it's just too early to say he has right. clearly gotten the boys rap, buzzing. He's clearly got them bought in and they know exactly what, uh, what it is that they want to do and what the, what the goals are. And you'd love to see it.
1: You know, and we can segue this into our predictions here for game seven I I was watching NHL Network last night just because I was fired up. I want to see all the wild content I could. Absolutely. You know, I want to see what I wanted to see what these guys were gonna say about it. They are going with the wild in game seven. They said all the momentums on their side. Vegas hasn't looked themselves in the past four periods. After the second period, Vegas really hasn't done much against the wild. We've batten down the hatches and i don't know man it's it's looking really good and i don't want to get too ahead of myself because you know you got to go out and win game seven but man this team is exciting and even if their season does end we don't have to wait that long for the next start what four months until october yeah so
0: i agree no i i agree with you completely um well, there's one other thing that I wanted to touch on before we get to uh, our wild takes and end the emergency podcast. And that is just, uh, once again, I want to sing the sweet, sweet praises of, uh, our beloved Jules eriksson who in the third period went down with what appeared to be a terrifying knee injury. Yep. He slides into the goal. We, a lot of us kind of thought, uh, I think it was Marsha So that was involved in that. Um little snake i don't actually think it was if it was a dirty play i don't think it was an intentional play i don't think that marshall was like yeah fuck this guy i'm taking him out uh it appeared that it appeared that their sticks or something got tangled and then they bumped and jewel did go flying into the into the net and you know you probably could have called a, a penalty of some sort interference maybe tripping maybe um i don't think it was the most egregious no call of all time. Like I, I saw no. plenty of people on wild Twitter suggest. Um,
1: I was fired up at first. I had to go back and watch it back.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and I, you know,
1: bad.
0: no, but a hockey
1: play. yeah, exactly.
0: And so I remember seeing that though. And it was basically the exact same play that Marcus Johansson broke his arm yep. on, cool. but, but a leg. And when you see J E get carried off, and he's not able to put any weight on his uh, his leg that hit the hit the goal. Your immediate thought is, "Oh fuck, he broke his leg," or "Oh fuck, he right. you know, tore you know tore something in his knee or fucked up his knee in some way." Um, and then, like ten minutes later, he's back on the he like uh, you texted me and you're like, "I guess he's okay." Yeah, yeah. And, and he I just looked, it, and I was uh, like, he, "I was like, oh shit." Little, uh,
1: he did a little. He came out on the ice during an intermission. All right, and an intermission, uh, commercial break, obviously. Yeah. And he did some, some, some power skating in the middle of the ice. And they showed the replay when it came back on. I'm like, Oh, thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank I you. didn't even notice yeah.
0: him. And then all of a sudden I didn't, I didn't see that, that part. So that might, you know, our feeds may have been different because I, I don't get the ballet feed, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Was,
1: it was on Valley. Sure.
0: Yeah. So um, I was watching the national feed and they didn't, they didn't show that. And so then you're like, I guess he's okay. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then like two minutes later, he's yep. centering a draw in the defensive zone on the PK. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Okay, sweet. This is great. Um, so just once to wanted to once more, just sing the sweet praises of our beloved shit-eating grin having.
1: Uh... I think uh, LaPanta put it best
0: last night with the
1: shit grin. Uh, the best part about him and what pisses off the other players is he doesn't even know he's pissing them off. He just thinks he's playing his game and doing what he's doing, but
0: oh, I think he knows. I don't. I don't <laughs> well, believe that for a second.
1: I think I he absolutely.
0: I think he absolutely knows because we we've heard stories now um, where like he'll go and like whisper shit in people's ears.
1: <laughs>
0: so I think he absolutely knows, and. But then, so what he'll do is he'll he'll hit a guy, he'll start a scrum, you know, Spokesy brought it up where he probably leads the league and the scrum started per 60. Yeah. And uh, he'll go up, he'll start a little something after the play. And then like, as the scrum is ending, right before the refs like pull him apart, he'll just lean in, he'll whisper something. And, you know, we have no idea what he's saying. It might be something in a different language. It could be you know it could be a, your mom joke it could just be something just completely unnerving like it'd be i think it'd be hilarious if he's like hey i think you smell really nice today and <laughs> like Marshawn does. yeah exactly and um, <laughs> and then they separate them and then every it's it, without fail every time they separate them the other guy just has this mix of like confusion and rage on his face like wait what the right. fuck just happened so, yeah. and then, and then it cuts to Jules and you just see him just with this giant shit eating grin on his face. And like, yeah. I, I don't buy for a second that he doesn't know what he's doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's really coming about, man. I, yeah. I didn't love the draft pick when it happened. thought you could have got some better players there, but well, you're wrong, man. Uh, he's unbelievable. He, he plays all 200 of the ice. He played the mm-hmm. full 200 game. And he just does it well. Both sides. The offense is coming, man.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited. excited. He's a solid number two center. Could not be more excited for for the future of the Wild and the future of the Wild Takes podcast, which we are about to end the same way that we end every episode of the Wild Takes podcast. Zuch, what's your Wild Take? All right, man. You ready for this? Yes, sir. I'm going to flip.
1: Biala will be quiet tomorrow night, and we are going to get a uh, a patent, a classic late game Kirill Kaprizov game-winning goal late in the game or in overtime. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to go overtime would count for uh, late in the
0: game. To be fair.
1: Well, there you go. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kirill. I'm not going to guess any assists. He's going to score the game winner tomorrow night, and he's going to. Fully cement himself into Minnesota stardom, and as if he hasn't already. I mean, he is, yeah. dude. You could you could tweet just the words Kirill Kaprizov and get a hundred likes and two hundred retweets and all this other shit. But he's, yeah, man. He's gonna do it tomorrow night, and I think the Wild went three two.
0: I love they it. Advance uh. and they
1: play uh, Colorado, which hell yeah, man. I don't care if we get blown out by them; that it'll be such a fun
0: series. I agree. Plus, I mean, we always, always play Colorado tough. So let's. Uh, but we're not going to look ahead because uh, right there is still one more very important thing that we have to do before we could even think about that, and that is win Game Seven. Um, yeah. I'm going to stick with my trend of my wild takes, not uh, my trend of one, <laughs> one, one episode of not predicting a final score or even who's going to win. But what I am going to predict. The, uh, the Wild have not actually drawn a penalty in about eight periods. Um, they did go on the power play, but that was not a penalty that they drew. That was uh, because of a, a lost challenge by Peterborn, the uh, the Golden Knights. Uh, Very dumb
1: challenge in my opinion. I agree,
0: but you know, gotta, gotta do what you can. So it is what it is. Um, but my Wild take is that We've seen the refs swallow their whistles the entire series, basically. And as the series has gone on, they have put them deeper and deeper into their pockets, the whistles that is. And I think that we are going to see a change in that pretty early on because they know that the intensity is going to be there and they don't want either team to come out trying to end the other one's season by like hacking and You know, any crazy hits or anything. So I think that we're actually going to see about uh, I'm going to say six penalties in total. I don't know exactly how they'll be divvied up, knowing the way that the series has gone. It'll be five five one in favor of uh, Vegas. I was
1: going to say four two.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. But um, you know what? The refs are the refs. If they're doing one thing consistently in across the league right now, it's It's very strange goalie interference calls. um, Yeah. And my thing with referees has always been, if you're going to make it a bad call, at least make it consistently bad. And that's what they're doing. So can't get mad at that. Um, So yeah, my official wild take is that I think there's going to be six penalties in, uh, in game seven. And I think four of those are going to be in the first period.
1: All right. I'm really hoping the Wild draw some because our power play looks pretty good.
0: 15, I 16, I agree. Good. Yeah, that was the – the power play was moving far better than
1: – Why was why, why was Matt Zeguro not on that first power play? No, I, I have play no play. idea. you got to no, put him out with those two. Come absolutely oh, electric.
0: Think- so that's going to do it for the Wild Takes podcast emergency edition uh, for Game 7. We thank you very much for listening. We are – going to highly encourage that you check out 10,000 takes in every way, shape, or form that you can. We are ready for just about any scenario that could happen between now and the end of game seven. So just be ready. We're going to be blowing up the feed with wild content, wild takes, nonsense, and all sorts of top forward. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful night. Wild out. Fiala has Hartman. He centers. Hartman scores! Biala fires! Scores!
1: Tipped back by Spurgeon. Stern with it. He has Bukestad breaking down the